If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's Talia Big Dog, and I just stepped off the porch with Dirty Glove Faster. Yeah. Alright y'all, so we have the beautiful Talia Big Dog <laughs> off the porch with us today. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, so we're good. excited to have you for Thank sure. You. And while you're here in Atlanta, what are you working on? Um, I was supposed to be shooting a music video, but something had happened with the videographer. So um, I'm going to the studio, just nothing really recording and trying to network for him. I love that. Yes. Now, we gotta get into your hometown because you are the first to step on the porch from Toledo and it's Michigan, correct? Yeah, it's, uh, well, where I'm from, it's kind of like in between. I was born in Toledo and um, I basically grew up in between Toledo and Detroit in a small town called Monroe, Michigan, so. But I was back and forth from Toledo and Monroe, so. You gotta tell us about the culture there. In Monroe? Well, actually both. Monroe is like really small. Everybody know everybody for real. And for real, for real, it's like, they call it Candyland. Like that's in between Detroit and Toledo, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of drop-offs and just shit like that be happening out there. So really it's just a city where people come to pick up a, I don't want to say it on here, but... Oh, so is that why they call it Candyland? Yeah. Okay, I, yeah. I get it, I get it, I get yeah. it. Yeah, it's like right in between, like that little drop-off area, so... But um, in Toledo, Toledo be turned for real. Toledo is real turned right now. And they got some other people who um, did the off-the-porch here from Toledo. I think um, Ock did it, and um, Rambo Cusco had did this before, too. Oh, okay, okay Yeah, they okay. from the city, they from Toledo. Now, getting into your childhood, how would you describe it? Well, that's a question. Um, growing up for me, it was pretty different. I mean, yeah, it was different. Like my dad, my pops, he here with me now, but um, he had he was incarcerated majority of the time. Like when I was a adult or adolescent, and my mom, she was basically like in the streets doing her own thing and stuff like that but so i was raised by my granny and my aunties for real it was different but typical for a black girl i guess and when i was reading up on you i did see that your house got, had got raided when you were younger <laughs> now if you can talk to us about experiencing something like that it's his fault. No, I'm talking about my dad. But, um, <laughs> um, yeah, he was, like I said, we was living in Monroe. 
And like I said, they call it Candyland. And um, I don't know, he was in the streets and they came. I was like, I had to be like four, six or something. And I don't really verbatimly remember like exactly what happened. I just remember them telling me a story. I was like, bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do when they came <laughs> here? So I don't know, that was different. That was different. I do remember like the guns and all that stuff, but it, I, I don't think I'm like traumatized by it, I guess. I don't know. It was different. It was. And at what age would you say you officially jumped off the porch? Like, what do you consider like jumping off the porch? Like, basically, when you started experience, experiencing life on your own. Early, real early. Like I said, my dad, my dad was in the streets, and my mom, she was in the streets too. So it was, I was. Yeah, I was the only girl too. I got all brothers, so it was early for me. It wasn't really like a set, you know, this is how we're gonna live and these are, you know, it wasn't that. So I would say early. And what would you say was like a key life lesson that you learned on your time off the porch? <sighs> Shit. You create the life you want for real, like, you know? We all create the life we want. We all got 24 hours to do what we want to do, you know? So that's just how I think about it in DM. Doing the shadow work from like thinking about my past and stuff like that. I can really just create my future and I don't know. Yeah, so that's what I learned. I do know, I'm talking about I don't know, I do know. That's what I learned. Just, I can create my life. I can have stuff go the way how I want it to go. Right, I feel like once we realize that we are in control of who we let in, we're, we're in control of like our career path, all of that stuff, I feel like life be getting a little bit easier, you know? Yeah, it's true, like you're in control. And I know that, like you have mentioned before, that you grew up with a, a lot of brothers, you were the only girl, so I know you had to have really tough skin. Yeah. So with you having tough skin, what did that look, what did that look like for you? Like, like as far as like, to like people perception of me. Yes. Well, um, where I grew up from, like, well, where I grew up at, I'm talking about where I grew up from. Where I grew up at, people like always looked at me like I was just bad or fast or something like that because, you know, <laughs> they just always thought I was always trying to get into something, but it wasn't that. It was just really now that I'm looking at it, me just trying to find my way, like, and figure out, like, you know, what's for me because I really didn't have nobody to set that structure or like somebody to look up to and be like, yeah, this is an example I can look at, so. Uh, so it was a lot of self-discipline going on. Yeah, yeah, yes, definitely. And getting into your music career, how exactly did that come about for you? Um, everything stemmed back to my family now that I think about it. <laughs> my pops, um, like with him being in the street, like just a drug boy, or drug boy, <laughs> adult boy or whatever. Um, music he was um a producer he had produced some stuff for some people in toledo and i was just always around it for real my brothers you know they rap used to be on a little speaker and stuff making and i'm like i want to rap i want to do it too or whatever so that's how i kind of got started and at what age was that i was like i had to be like six when i wrote my first rap i think like six or seven my auntie had came from cali and she had helped me write my rap. So that's when it had like really got started. But I always liked music. I think that's everybody though. Do you remember your first rap at six? I years do. Old? It's so corny. <laughs> what was we I rapping do. about at six? Girl. 
said, I said, I'm just a TYP. I'm just a throw young player. I got on the throwback hat, yes, for the Lakers. And you know, I got on my crispy white Air Forces. I was just basically talking <laughs> no, about. No, but you had them rhymes at six. Yeah. And I was like, I you gotta help me. So, but yeah. I was just rapping about trying to be fly. Just this type of stuff that I wanted to, you know, live like, yeah. And as you mentioned with your dad being a producer and being in the music industry, what would you say were some things that he kind of taught you about it? Um, the, bu <clears throat> the, bu the business side of it, like, he just always taught me, you know, like, keep your eyes open. You don't, like, cause I'm a girl, so I don't always have to be like gullible or always going for stuff, you know, just talk to people, stuff like that, networking, and just always being willing to, you know, take, constructive criticism and stuff like that so and who were some musical influences for you my brothers i would say um i do have a sister actually my dad has a daughter i'm not talking about actually but living i was living with my brothers but my sister too because she sings and like she is really into my music so i talk to her a lot about like what i have going on so my brothers my sisters i love nikki mm. Cardi, I love her. I just love her hustle, for mm -hmm. real. Like, the way how she went about coming up, I love it. Um, I don't know. I like Dee Dee Porter. Rest in peace. I don't really got no favorites. I like Anita Baker. I like slow music, for real. Yeah, I like Anita Baker. And when would you say you started to take it serious? My music? Mm-hmm. I feel like I... Mm, well, I've been rapping for a while, like I said. <clears throat> I took, well, I would say about 2018. 2018, then I had my kid, and I took a break for a minute, and I wanted to perfect my craft, and then it was a lot of other stuff that I was interested in, like hair and makeup and fashion and stuff, so. I'm like, maybe I can just brand myself and just put it all together and like umbrella myself. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's. Services, so yeah. And so your rap name, you got Big Dog in your rap name. So where did you get that from? <laughs> um. Talia Big Dog. I came up with that um, <clears throat> in like 2016 or something. No, it was around the time Cash Doll had came out. Cash Doll with the ass out. She had came oh, out with that. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. used to, um, me and my ex, we used to watch this show called like The Rap Game or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's when I had got hip to Mulatto. And it was just a lot of people, like a lot of women, I feel like was trying to put. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Like, tie themselves to money, like their mm -hmm. names, like it just was. And I'm like, what could I do to like, not what could I do to be different, but like, who am I like? So I want my presence to be big. Like I want everything about me to be big, so. 
that's where I came up with Talia Big Dog. I like that. Yeah. And then the meaning of Big Dog, like somebody who can do everything. That's me. That's what I feel like I can do. And what do you feel brings out the best of you and your music? I don't know, just really being in the booth, vibing. My producer, the engineer who I'm working with, you know, being able to talk to them about my ideas or stuff like that. My brothers, my sister, and feedback. You know, and you know when we be going through our little heartbreaks, would you say that would inspire you too? <laughs> yes, definitely. Like my ex, she's definitely um, somebody who inspired me on the music tip and she passed away. So like with that, like that just, motivated me even more because I know she had a passion for music and me and her like that was something that we connected on so yeah when she passed away that just kind of put me in overdrive with it and I'm like I'm about to be a bully like y'all gonna have to just I'm here y'all gotta see me yeah <laughs> <laughs> what would you say is the message within your music um when I first started out or like what I'm talking about now because all the music that I've been promoting and putting out been really old music from 2016 and 18. So all that I was just talking about niggas and being in the streets and stuff like that. But I have different topic topics and stuff that I'm gonna talk about that I got in the work. So just manifesting, um, saying like, shit, I, I am the controller of my life and just stuff like that, being cute, not even being cute, just being the type of woman that you want to be, who you see yourself to be in your mind, I want my music to help people feel like they can portray that, so. You mentioned earlier that you took some time off after you had your son. Yeah. Tell me about that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I had had my kid and his father is unfortunately incarcerated. He had got indicted too, so it wasn't really easy for me to get you know, studio time. I was really just doing hair and makeup and stuff, man, stacking my money because I knew what I wanted to do. I knew like how I wanted to present myself. So that's, so it was different. A new mom and then you single doing it. Yeah. It was yeah, different. I definitely like, as far as single mothers, Lord Jesus, that stuff is so hard. Like I'm, yes. I'm a single mom too. So the work that you got to put in just to pursue your creative career is crazy. It is. <laughs> it is. It's a lot. It's overwhelming too. Like, especially when you don't got like, not saying I don't got a supportive family or stuff like that, but it ain't really nobody there that's on with him. But yeah. And I also feel like they don't understand because you know, when you're in the creative field, you're kind of, that's not the easy way out. Like they don't understand. And they're like, well, why don't you just get a job here? And why? I don't you're like, do that. no, like, I don't want to do that. Right. Like, I completely understand. I, I want to live that one life, not the flashy life, but I just want to be able to get up and do what I want to do on my terms. So that's what I'm gonna do. And being a mother pursuing your career with rap, how are you able to eventually find that balance? I'm just now getting in my rhythm for real. Um, he been going to, he's always with me. As you can see, he's with me right now. Like, I don't play, I gotta get it done. So, right. I mean, he be at the studio with me sometimes. It's not hard, but get him his snacks, make sure he's fed, whatever, you know. And what would you what say really inspired you to come back to music? <sighs> hmm. 
a lot of stuff. It was just a whole conglomerate of things, really. Like, with my ex passing away, this is what I want to do. Like, I really do want to do music. I like to do music. I like the whole process of it. Just everything, like, I don't know. I do know. I like to do it. I want to do it. And I just, I have a plan. I have a plan. And, yeah, this is what I want to do. Now, we are in a current era where the rap girls are doing what they need to do, basically taking over. So, that leads me to ask you, what are your thoughts on the current rap game right now? I love it. I think it's lit. It motivates me. It makes me feel like, you know, like I could really do this. Like, I love it. It's lit. It's something to be inspired by. I love it. I love to see it. I think the rap game or the music industry is going to be like women dominated in a minute anyway, so... We coming. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With your music career, what would you say is one of the biggest risks that you've had to take? Being a mom and not being, like, trying to find that balance, really. That's, like, the only thing for me because I'm such a nurturing parent and want to be there and just, oh, because it's only me and him. So, yeah, just finding that balance. How's the music scene looking for y'all back home? Like as far as everybody or I want to say, say I want to say women, but then I also want to say everybody. So basically, just everybody. um, women is pretty lit. Like Chachi just did; they just did the um, women dominated cipher. It's pretty lit. Like it is a lot of women in Toledo who getting into their music stuff right now. So it is pretty lit. Like yeah, it's lit. Are the other artists pretty supportive of each other? Um, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, I feel like it'd be a lot of, it's weird, but it's lit at the same time because you don't want to, like, I don't like to, I could be an overthinker sometimes and I could be thinking something that is not, so I don't know, I just feel like everybody just, I'd be in my own lane for real, I don't be paying nobody no attention for real, I mean, it's lit, they lit, it is what it is. And as we are on music, let's talk about your music and your new single that you released. What was the inspiration behind Not One of Them? I'm not one of them. Like, and these niggas need to know that. Like, I am not <laughs> one of them. Quit playing with me. No. Um, basically, just setting a boundary, like setting the tone. Like, yeah, for men and for women. Like, yeah, if you're going to come at me, come at me correct with anything. Like, I am not one of them. Do not play with me. I'm not a kid. And that's just that. So I just felt like that would be a good coming out the gate stamp piece. I'm not one of them. Y'all need to know that first and foremost, like, period. <laughs> you better talk your shit <laughs> on the porch, okay? Period. That's why I'm here. And talk to us about the recording process with your previous single, Still Hating. Where did I do that at? I think I did that at this dude, Unique House in Monroe, and I was just, um... <clears throat> This was before I got pregnant, actually, when I did that. And I was just on some super just Rolling Stone type stuff, like going with the wind. I was living in Ohio at the time, but I was just, whatever I wanted to do, I was into it at that time. So I had wrote that song, I think in like three, four hours or something. And um, I was with my cousin, Boosie. I'm like, you wanna ride with me tomorrow to go do this song? And she's like, yeah, I'll come with you. We had grabbed something to drink or whatever, went out there. And it was turned up, I was lit, I was lit. So, yeah. And you are dropping an upcoming project as yeah. well. So yeah. talk to us about that. Yeah. Um, the song Lick Back, that just dropped, well, the video to Lick Back just dropped today. 
So I'm dropping my EP. I can't disclose the date right now, but I'm gonna be dropping an EP here real soon. And I have some other stuff to go along with it. I just don't wanna spill too much. Y'all just gotta subscribe, follow <laughs> me on all my social medias. And that's it. Can you tell us the name though? Oh yeah, my name of my the name of your EP. Um perspective. Pers Ooh. Yeah. Okay, so now can I ask you why you chose that title? Because like I said, before I was just talking about I feel like I was talking about a lot of okay, whatever, we heard it before type stuff, you know? And I don't wanna oversaturate it by talking about manifestation and you being a controller of your life and I'm still gonna put a little sexy into it and a little bit of I'm talking my shit, so just it's your perspective and however you perceive it to be, that's up to you. So that's why I feel like I should go with the name Perspective. And you also have a label. Do you have a label? No, I don't. Oh, shit. Okay, sorry. That wasn't supposed to be up in here. Yeah. No, I don't have a label. <laughs> but you are an independent artist. Yes, I am. So tell us about the grind as an independent artist. It's hard. No, I'm playing. <laughs> it's, um, I'm, I'm not playing. It is kind of hard, but... I like it. I love the process of it. Like right now I'm having a lot of fun, like just recording, you know, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what's next. I love it. Would you sign to a label though? Would I? Yeah, I probably would. <laughs> I, it depends. It depends. It depends with who, numbers, it depends. And what do they represent? It depends. So we know that you have your EP coming up. Mm -hmm. What else can we expect from you this year? Um, I'm gonna be getting into a whole lot of stuff. Like, I was just talking to my videographer about that. I wanna do, I don't wanna disclose too much because I want it to be a surprise, but not really, but. Girl, if you don't talk, come on. Okay, but <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just, I want people, I want I want people to see me more. So that's what I'm gonna be doing. I'm gonna be doing a whole lot of more videos, pictures, traveling, stuff like that, you know, dealing with the youth, stuff like that. A whole lot of stuff. That. Yeah. And before we wrap up, do you have any last words or shout outs? Um, no. Yeah, shout out to my son. Shout out to everybody who support me. Shout out to me for being me, for doing me. And that's just that. Shout out to y'all for watching. Shout out to Dirty Glove Bastard for having me. This is lit. Like, this is inspiring in itself. So, yeah. Beat it up from the back, Mike Tyson, my shit. Uh, one nigga and he freaky. He gon' pay me just to eat this pussy out of the bikini. Hold on, for the people. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.